I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. Have you gotten that itch for that summer vacation just yet? So where are the white lines taking you to this summer? The Grand Canyon, Dollywood, Graceland, or the Redneck Riviera? Wherever it is, there's always a great story to tell after a vacation. This week's podcast is titled On the Road. Scotty, it's the summer, and you know what we always want to do when it's the summer. Well, I know ladies, and you correct me if I'm wrong, always want to go to the beach. Absolutely. Or just vacation in general. See, I'm more of the mountain guy, and my wife is so into that beach thing, I just don't know how many more of those trips I can handle. Well, I mean, everybody loves to go on vacation because that gives you an opportunity to unwind and... You know, you, you, you've had work and it's been stressful or you just get a it's it's a moment that you are able to pause. Yeah. And but let me throw this out there. How many folks do all this vacation? The vacation wears you out more than what about just staying home? Because there's no, a lot of people that would really rather do that. Yeah, but that's no fun. The excitement is getting to go somewhere that you don't get to go that often or that you've never been before or you've had great experiences in the past and you kind of want to have that same euphoria again. So you, you want to have that same experience. So you look forward to it. You save the money. You plan the vacation. You get your time off. And really people don't understand that are not planners, I guess like myself, that we want to have a checklist you know if you're going to go on vacation you need everybody needs a checklist you need to start saying okay we're going to take food or if we're going to the beach you know we need to have our bathing suits and our towels or whatever it is and you get all that stuff done and for me the difference between me and my husband is you know i want to have all of that kind of sitting out on the counter the day before you both come in from work you're going to change clothes whatever the 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 case may be we see i'm more the average joe when i come home i expect all that to be done and let's go because i'm i'm that type that i'm not going to pack i'm not going to do any of that yeah you just expect the, should, you expect yeah. the woman to do it but i think most people are that way or most husbands yeah and they probably are but at least i can say that mine he does he's very helpful but he also understands i'm wired a little bit different from him and let me just tell you why it was funny because he shared this with his coworkers, and I thought, you know what? I think that's a great analogy. I'd never thought of it before. So I'm the person that if we say we're leaving at 5 o'clock, I'm kind of hoping that we're in the car at least by 5.15. Oh, now I'm 100% sold on. If you tell somebody I'm going to be at your home at 5.30, you're there at 5. Actually, you're there five minutes early. No matter what you're doing, if you well, set a time... Do it. Yeah, and he is too. He's very prompt, but it's the difference in us going on vacation, and I'll explain why. 
we're typically going to hook up with some other people, whether it's family, friends, somebody well, else. It's more fun if you go in groups. I oh, think. I absolutely. Really so if you say you're going to leave at 5 o'clock, we need to be leaving around 5 o'clock. If it's a little bit after that, that's okay. But with him, you know, he's going to go maybe five miles over the speed limit, but we're not going to make up any time. Okay. And then we may, even before we even get on the interstate, we find out, well, we didn't gas up the night before. So we got to go get gas. So you see where I'm headed with this. Yes. This I do. means that we're slowly but surely getting into six o'clock. And then on a four hour trip, well, we got to stop two or three times. Well, at least let me back up Ooh. in fairness to him. At least one or two times we got to stop and go to the restaurant. Oh, that's my favorite thing. I've just, I've reached that age to where every two hours I'm stopping. Life well, is too short to drive and ride miserable. But see, that's the thing. I'm so wound up in the vehicle and he can sense that. But are you that type that's so wound up? You just can't wait to get there. Is that what you're saying? Well, trying to describe to yeah, him? here's the difference. And he, like I said, he finally explained this to coworkers. And I thought, you know what? His analogy is spot on. He said, for him, the minute that he's off the clock, and I don't mean he's literally on the clock, but you know what I'm saying. He's on vacation. So if he leaves at 5 o'clock, that's 5 o'clock. If he leaves at 5.30 or 5.45, it's relaxing. This is I'm unwinding. For me, my vacation doesn't start until I'm at the destination. I can see some people are that way. I guarantee you there's either one side or the other. We're either planners or we're not. We're either winging it or we're not. But sometimes, even with, let's just say, the best of planning, the best preparation, we made great time. We didn't have to stop and go to the bathroom three or four times for a four or five-hour trip. We get there. Even sometimes before we get there, sometimes vacations just go south oh they absolutely can't and let me just throw this out there and tell you why i am not probably the greatest vacation guy in the world why is that and i probably should be on a couch after i tell this little story (laughs) my mama bless her heart she ruined every vacation i ever had and let me explain ruined okay her thoughts of a vacation was getting in a car and riding as far as you can go you didn't do anything you just passed through that. I can remember we went to forty-eight states as a kid, and I can't tell you one thing that we ever done. You mean y'all never went to like no. monuments or parks nope. or? No, nope. here just, it is. The whole vacation was to drive through the state to say you've been. Say that you've been there. Picture this: nineteen seventy-seven. Can everybody see this? They go buy a new Datsun B two hundred and ten Nifty Fifty. It's a two-door coupe. Okay. I am uh, eight years old. My I mean, sister- is this a big vehicle or a small one? No. Okay. This is one of them little inky-dinky things that gets 50 miles an hour. <laughs> and my sister <laughs> is five years older than me. She's 12. And we're on the back seat. They jump off. We went 6,000 miles of sitting next to each other and done nothing. Here it is. A state sign. We I mean, did y'all even stop to get a photo? That's all we done. And so... It, it was horrible. And when I got married, my wife didn't understand why I didn't want to go anywhere. I cannot stand to ride anywhere over two hours because of my mother. I, and, you know, I'm not being ugly, but it was, it was just new, new, state to state in, in a Datsun. Well, I'm surprised that your mother, you know, have you ever noticed that when you're on vacation or you're going on long trips? And this is before you have all the stuff that you 
have now that entertains kids where you got the flat screen little TVs and the headphones and they can have their own private little movie that they're watching and they've got the you know the earbuds and they're listening to music or watching you know whatever they've got tons of things to entertain them but in our days you know the only thing that you had to entertain was each other but I can remember thinking if my mom especially if you know you really wanted it to be your mom if it were your dad he was pulling off and it was going to be a different story but if it were your mom she could still go 40 miles an hour and it would be in a long I remember she had a brown LTD and she could be going down the interstate in the LTD and be <laughs> the only part of her body that was turned was her neck and yeah. her her head the rest of her body is looking straight ahead she's got the left hand on the wheel and, and right the other the one that right hand is tearing your rump up yeah. in the back seat because like you said you've been on vacation and you can't cooperate together here's the next thing and I haven't had one since I was nine years old, and that was the trip they took to Montana to do the same thing. I will never in my life drink an A&W root beer ever again because they bought six cases, crammed them in the trunk, and wouldn't buy us nothing else, and we had to drink them. And to this day, I will not eat, drink one. And so your mom and dad thought that was fun? I mean, did you in, spend the night in hotels that at least get to oh, swim no, and we the, would, we'd get and to the a pools? Hotel. And no. Uh, one, I'll tell you the, the, the <laughs> swimming pool thing. But we'd get to the, uh, to the thing like at 10 p.m., the motel room, and you'd get your ice and go back to your room, fall asleep, get up at 6 a.m. and hit the road again. <laughs> Miserable. No, pl- folks, please don't do this to your kids. It's awful. Well, let me tell you about a, a a vacation that my brother took. This has been about eight or nine years ago. Now, picture this. This is my brother and my sister-in-law and their three kids. And this is, you know, they're probably, I'd say, maybe 10, you know, 11, 12. I, I don't know. They're, you know, yeah. there's a, a couple of years in between all three of them, but they're pretty close in age. So... They're going on a skiing trip with several other families. Now, keep in mind, to go on vacation on a skiing trip, skiing is expensive. I've never been. Well, it's it's expensive. So anyway, picture this. They get to our small little airport here, and they're going to catch a flight out, I'm pretty sure, going straight to Atlanta. Maybe five people on that plane. So, well, I mean, it's a little bit bigger than that. But what they find out is that they've overbooked. Some folks have got to come off the plane and either catch the next flight, which is literally the next day, which is not going to work, or they're going to let them fly out of Birmingham. My brother, the oldest nephew, and another dad, and it may have been another dad, decide, look, they will get off, and the airport or the airline has already said, look, and this is before Lyft and Uber, that they were going to get them a cab and drive them to Birmingham, and they would be on a flight that would be, I don't know, maybe four or five hours later. But that would give them plenty of time to get there, and at least they'd get there the same night. So, you know, the others are getting there in the day. They'd get there that same night. So that's what they decide to do. So they all get in this cab, and they get on the interstate, and they're driving towards Birmingham, and guess what happens? A flat. The cab, the engine blows up. (laughs) So they have to get another cab. Now, this cab, I don't know, comes from who knows where, maybe Tuscaloosa, I don't know, to pick them up and then get them to Birmingham in hopes of getting their flight. Well, they barely make their flight. When they make their flight, 
you think, okay, they can relax, you know, have a drink on the plane, get some peanuts, it's all good. They get there only to find out that my youngest nephew was running around the pool at the resort that they're staying at, slips and breaks his leg. Oh, boy, this just got bad. So now my brother and my sister-in-law have to go to the ER with my nephew and spend the night with him. Now, this is eating into their vacation, much less they're concerned about my nephew. Come back and make, you know, the most of the couple of days that they're there. Now, obviously, they're very limited to how much skiing they can do because now they've got their smallest child who has a broke leg. Yeah, you can't do a whole lot with that. They finally come back off of this vacation to realize that in the hustle and bustle of you've got three kids, you've got an early morning flight, you've got all these things that you're trying to do just to get to the airport in time, you're stressed out, whatever, they left the engine running on the vehicle, and now <laughs> the battery is dead. Oh, boy, that's a bad one. So they have to be jumped off before they can get in the car and get home. What about this, Terry? How many times have you gotten 50 miles from the house when you go on that vacation you go, did I turn the oven off? How many times in America has that been said? Listen, there's a story that I was just reading, and let me find it because it's hilarious. It says this family is planning a vacation. They're going to see America. This was somebody telling that. This says, I was one of five children. Our parents left nothing to chance when preparing for our summer vacation. So they're probably like me. They're making that list. They packed the trunk. That final morning, they made a final check. They get everything. They pile up in the station wagon, and they begin their six-hour drive. Then it says that sometime during the trip, my mother realized that, some, that something was missing. One of my sister's. Oh, this is Home Alone then. It, it, it sounds just like Home Alone. They had to drive all the way back and found the kid sitting on the toilet. That's pretty rough. <laughs> as neat as vacations are, and we all have wonderful memories of some really good vacations, I guess besides you, you're the exception that doesn't have those wonderful childhood vacations. Yeah, childhood, and I've had some adult ones that were, were pretty good, but I, I, you know, and I, did I interrupt your story? No, go ahead. But, you know, mine, I'm always the one that embarrasses the family, and I can't help it because I have this great fear, and ask me how I got my fear. How do you have your fear? Because my mama told me over and over and over I had a fear until I had a fear. And so what is the fear? The fear of heights. I can remember her as a kid, don't you do that because you're scared of heights. And Well, at the time, I wasn't scared of nothing. But by golly, after the 290th time, I became scared of I mean, do you heights. think she said that just because she didn't want you climbing things no, and it no, was just it was a way of controlling she, you? No, she was scared of heights, so she wanted to make sure that I was scared of heights. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but, you know, like we went on vacation, and, you know, I don't think we're welcome back at uh, Rock City ever again. Why? Well, well, you know, have you ever been to Rock City? Yeah, yeah. You know, of course, that was probably the greatest barn campaign there ever was. Everywhere you went, you saw Sea Rock City. Yeah, so exactly. Take the kids, my mother-in-law, all of us go there, and we were going there and then on to Chattanooga. And, uh, well, Dylan, I can't handle heights. And he was up by that railing, and I thought he was going to die, and I got to hollering and squealing. <laughs> it, it was bad. And I was plastered up against the rocks. And then we left there, and then I had to crawl out. Have you ever heard of, in Chattanooga, they got a thing called the incline? You ever heard of that? 
It's I, a railroad car. Oh, yeah, yeah. It goes upside of the mountain, and yeah. it's got a glass roof on it. So you did that? Stupidly, and I didn't know any better when I got on there. But I mean, were you acting on? like a little silly kid? No, I'm, I got down to the floor and literally crawled out of the incline. I mean, are you joking? Or no, did- not one bit, not one bit. I mean, I was scared to death. I couldn't handle it. My heart was racing. I felt like I was falling, and I was on the floor holding on. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me. And so do you still uh, go on vacations where height is a problem? No. Like when we went to Stone Mountain, I stayed down. I, I have learned just to say I, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. So the you way- don't deny them the pleasure. You just no, don't do it. No, I just it. sit back now and watch. And th- this is even weirder. Like when I'm dr- by myself driving through a big city, I can't look up at a big tall building because I get dizzy. If I'm driving through the city and I look up high at a building, I get dizzy and I almost fall out. Yeah, so, so you wouldn't do good at like an amusement park. Oh, miserable times at Dollywood. You had to go and bring that up, didn't you? I love Dollywood. And here's here's another story that kind of plays right into this. And this is Disney World. My goodness, I can't tell you how many times that we've been to Disney How World. How much does a Coke cost at Disney? I'm just asking for a friend. I can't. You know, you would think I'd remember that. I don't know. But I know that we've been to, no lie, we've been to Disney with my daughter at least, I don't know, seven or eight times. That's a lot. But here's an article that says, this is honeymoon with the in-laws. Honeymoon? Wait a minute, wait a minute. You said honeymoon? Yes. Yeah, so this lady says she and her husband were getting married, and the in-laws offered to pay for the honeymoon. And I think that's pretty sweet. You know, she had visions of going to Hawaii or somewhere in Mexico. And then she goes on to say, well, not quite. They told us that we, including the in-laws, were heading to Disney World. And she goes on to say, not only that, but since they'd always wanted to go, they were coming along. So now it's them, the married couple, going on their honeymoon. They're going with their in-laws. And then they go on to say that the mother-in-law's two best friends had also wanted to go to Disney and their children. Wait a minute. Would you, as a a newlywed, would you have just said, no, that's not happening? Oh, I would have had a serious conversation with my husband and said, I love your in-laws, but there is no way. So, listen to this. Then it goes on to say, then her sister-in-law and her husband go. So, now we're talking about it has gone from a newly married couple to about 15 people on a going on a honeymoon to Disney World. Boy, talk about an uncomfortable feeling there. That that just wouldn't work out, in my opinion. And think about all the people that I, th- I think about my husband when I think about this, and I say it, where it's you're tired, you finally got to your destination. Let's say it's 11 o'clock at night. You just want to check in or you want to get your condo, whatever else, and you want to go to sleep. And I never will forget we get there. This has been maybe four or five years ago. We go to this resort, and you go into the lobby, and they give you a key, and then you go, and it's it's really like a hotel room, but it's a condo, and it doesn't work. So oh, you got to get in the car there. and drive all the way back. And the first time, you know, he's calm. Now, we've had to climb up the stairs to get to our room, and you're lugging all this luggage, yep. and you're tired. You've just made a 10-hour drive, and imagine how many times he had to go to the restroom. So he gets another key. Things can happen. They can. And he gets back, and guess what? Tell me. It doesn't open again. It Oof. happened. It was like four trips. Before he got a key? And by then, he had lost it. Yeah, you're not in a good mood after that, are you? Oh, my goodness. And then you had to stay with him, I take it. I did. And, you know, you always it always ends up where your daughter has taken a friend, especially if you have an only child, 
you always take somebody else with you because they want to have fun. They want to have their other friend. And you're always explaining, you know, I'm so sorry. But fortunate enough, I think most kids have experienced their parent, whether it be male or female, having a meltdown, whether you're preparing for a vacation, something hasn't gone quite right during the vacation, or just trying to get home from a vacation. And I'm sure you've done this on vacation. When we go to the mountains, and you know, when we started going to the mountains, that was, I truly enjoyed those. The beach I can't stand. I mean, I literally despise oh, I love the, the beach. beach. But you get to the mountains, and we went with a, a couple, and being from Scuba, Mississippi, and for folks who don't know that, population 458 where I grew up. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a golf course. I didn't know anything about golf. So they had this, uh, what do they call those things, miniature golf? Yeah. Never in my life had I played golf You had before. never played miniature golf before. No, I didn't. I mean, how, long, how many years are we talking about? I was probably 32, okay. somewhere along in there. And so... Uh, you led a sheltered life, hadn't you? I, yeah, just wasn't much opportunity up in old scuba there. Not for that, anyway. But I grabbed hold to that club, and I swung it, and... <laughs> I remember Ricky standing over there and that ball coming at him and there wasn't nothing I could do and whop. Oh, you hit your buddy? I hit him in the head. The first time I ever swung a golf club. I'm surprised the course let you on being someone who had never played before. You know, you probably tore that course up. Well, they don't ask. They're teenagers usually taking the $20 to let you do that and they hand you a golf club and off you go. And it's a lot more than 20 bucks to play a uh, game of golf now. Well, speaking of the mountains, you know, I told you that for Memorial Day, we went to the mountains with another couple. We had a blast, and it was a neat little cabin that we stayed at, no complaints. We get out, and and this is you know past Memorial Day, and states are just now opening up from having the you know the COVID nineteen correct scare, and I know we're still in the midst of it, but they're starting to open up restaurants and. You know, people that, uh, especially towns that are touristy, make their, that's how their, people make their livelihood is for tourists to come. Well, let me tell you, they were in no shortage. We go down the main strip of Gatlinburg, and we were in a vehicle, thank goodness. You've never seen so many people in your life. And this was the deal. We're looking at all these folks going, they look like they came from a Walmart convention <laughs> and you know what i'm talking about you're that, talking about that website where you can go is it people of walmart and it shows a different the, what they'll wear to walmart oh my go, good, i've never seen you know and it makes you wonder you look at and we, i looked at the other couple and i said you know i wonder if we were on the street which we did not get out first of all it was a mob of folks but it's the type of people that we saw i'm sure they were good folks but i think that don't change the fact well it? i think there were a lot of them that if they had one or two teeth they were doing something. But, you know, I wonder if they look at us and, and think go, the same thing. look at those folks over there. I mean, I'd never seen anything like it in my life. I think we saw a lot of stories where when the state started opening up and for Memorial Day, and it really took a lot of them took a beating because it was like that mob mentality. People had been cooped up and they were for so long that they were everywhere. So that was a vacation for them, and they were going to take it. You know, Terry, as we, we get to the conclusion of our podcast, there's something that we haven't discussed about all of these vacations. Okay. You've talked about the fun times you've had with family, this, that, and the other. But, folks, be careful who you go on vacations with because it can ruin a friendship quick, and you'll never speak to them again in your life. 
Are you speaking from experience, no, or no, have you I've heard never, about this? I or? just heard about it. I've, I've always went on vacations with people I liked and uh, got along with them great. And it worked out okay. Yeah, it worked fabulous. But I have seen others that they go on this trip, and this person don't want to do this, this one wants to do that, and all they do is argue about it. And getting a knockdown drag out. Yeah, and then when they get home, they never speak again. So be cautious about what you do with these vacations. They're fun. Enjoy them for what they are. Don't take everything so serious. Just have fun. Wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall and go back to that story that I talked about where the newlyweds who want to spend some time together. I bet they did. Alone, key word. <laughs> and they end up with about 10 or 12 extra people following them and go into Disney World together. Wouldn't you love to go back and be able to find out who they were and interview them and find out how that went? Yeah. And if they're still speaking to their family members? Probably not. There's There's got to be some instances of that in that case as well. You know that's not the only case where that's happened. So what, you know, of course, in the South, I'm thinking, you know, what is the most popular place that you go to vacation? And I would probably venture out there and say that most people like the beach on average, and that's, what do they call it, the Redneck Riviera? Yeah. Second, have you ever been to Vegas, any place like that? I have. Okay. All right. I'm the only one that hadn't done that then. I'm going to be quiet. Well, you've probably ridden through the state. Yeah, I did go through the You just Nevada. don't know anything about it. You were <laughs> well, too busy drinking, what was that? A&W root A&W beer, baby. root beer flying through the state. Speaking of, let me tell you a real quick story. We go on a cruise where there's some adults and there's some teenagers that are going to be going into uh, their college years okay gotcha and so we go on this excursion and this is an excursion that is supposed to go to the mayan ruins and then you get to go to this place called blue lagoon you know it may be like 12 of you and it's about maybe 20 other people so uh-huh. it's about 40 people on this and it's a chartered bus and let me tell you it is top notch it looked like it was brand new. We got on the charter bus. We had cool air flowing through the bus. You know, it was a hot, muggy day, but they gave you bottled water. You had chips. I mean, everything was good. Everybody was talking nice pleasantries and introducing themselves because you're going to be on the bus with, with them for about an hour. Everybody gets off, has a great tour of the mine ruins. We pack up. We go to the Blue Lagoon, and when we get off, They've got it set up where they've got a little bar set up where they're providing fruity, alcoholic beverages. Okay, I can see this. Anybody that knows anything about an alcoholic beverage, uh, number one, you should always, you know, drink responsibly. Number two, when you take cheap alcohol or fruit punch or anything like that, that's just a deadly combination. And we're talking about adults okay okay so we have a nice trip it's a beautiful little area that you could kayak in or just sit in some lounge chairs like most of us did and just kind of soak in the sun so they tell us it's time to go we load up we back out now let me say that this tour bus got us there and it was about an hour hour and 15 minutes i mean they're booking it to get you there in time and they're booking it to get back i mean you're paying for this excursion they want to minimize the amount of time that they've got with you well let me tell you they really wanted to minimize the amount of time that they had with us on the way back because you can smell the little bit of the uh, gas smell they're going through some real curvy diesel smell yeah that that diesel smell they're going through some real curvy roads and like i said they are getting it and all of a sudden it is like something you see out of a horror movie. Uh-oh. Somebody is looking like they're about to get sick. They're green. So my husband jumps up. 
gives them a bag, and they're like, oh, no, no, I'm not going to get sick. And then they start doing that retching. And I, by this time, I'm thinking, oh, I can't take this. i got to look out the window. They start throwing up. Then another person is throwing up. And another person, I'm not making this up. It must have been eight people oh my on that charter bus throwing up. Terry, just the sound of that gagging sound makes oh, anybody my gosh. want to do it. And it, we all know what you're describing here. That, uh, I had antibacterial juice that I was putting underneath my nostrils so that, I mean, just think about it. You're hearing it. It's the smell. So it's how did you everywhere. manage not to get it on you? Let me ask oh, that. Uh, one of the parents had projectile Uh-oh. all over them. I mean, it was a nightmare from hell. Here, this vacation, here, this excursion had been so cool and it quickly in a dime it was the worst thing I have ever experienced. We pulled up, and I don't think they could have gotten us off of that bus quick enough. And I don't know how, you know, you're either one of the ones that's thrown up, or you're one of the ones that's caught up in it. And you're trying to help as best you can. And believe me, there's no way I could, I could be in healthcare. I was trying to look out the window because I thought, just focus on something else so you don't get caught up in it. Because I don't know how many of them were throwing up just because everybody else was or that smell it, that smell rank, that rank smell but let me tell you i don't think they ever used that tour bus again i guarantee you it's sitting up on jacks right now <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more we promise to provide stories that intrigue you provide a little humor reflect our heritage and culture whether it's strange and alarming please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. Until next time, would you know a secret? Well, you've got some memories from the South.